perimeter game. Yeah. Lopez uh -oh. to the hole. Wrap around. Brooke Lopez. The reverse slam. Where's that tooth fairy defensively there, huh? That was a gift. That sure was. Um, they have a problem 
they match up. They don't match up as well. With Noah, it's a different series. Right. He's like a hundred percent. You know, the Bulls match up way better against the Nets than they do without Noah. So I think that would be crucial. I mean, they're both. I, I think the thing that I'm find most interesting is that their point differential is really close. Right. Point three for the Bulls and one point eight for Brooklyn, which is you know I think a big indicator of like how close the series is going to be. Right. You know? Right. When you're matching up against any any team they play, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and uh, the the Bulls actually did take the season series uh, three to one, um, and a couple of those games could have gone either way. As as we noticed uh, the last game they played, Lopez just missed a, a open shot and. Uh, and that team, the Bulls team, they play with a, they play with a lot of heart. I mean, their coach Tom Thibodeau is one, I think, one of the better coaches in the NBA. Not just because he's from Connecticut, but um, <laughs> <laughs> some but, Connecticut pride. That's yeah. never gonna go away. Never, never, never. never. Yeah. We're only a small bunch of people. You, you are where you're from. Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but other than that, I think we have too many advantages. Uh, you know, we have uh, Darren Williams. I, I don't think Kurt Heinrich can do a whole 30 to 40 minutes guarding him. No, oh, and then Nate Robinson is not going to come out and do any better, right? And they, and they need Nate Robinson for that instant offense, but he's going to give up a lot on the defensive end. Right, right. And also Joe Johnson, which has been rested basically the last end of the last month of the season to get ready for the playoffs. And, like, on the Hawks, this is the first season away from Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs. But, like, every time he was on the Hawks, he was a clutch performer for – for that team, you know, so I, I think that's not going to change now that he's more of a third option on the team. I think it makes him a little more dangerous because they don't they won't rely on him to create his own shot as much as Brooke Lopez and Darren Williams doing their thing, and then Joe Johnson can just score it whenever he wants. So. I mean, I think that's going to be Darren Williams is going to be the key. I mean, um, the Bulls are way too they're really good defensively, and without Darren. Williams being on top of his game, I think it's going to be a really long series. So if he's if he's playing like he has been since the All Star break, I think the Nets can take it in like six. Right. Um, but you know if if Jared Wallace is a funk, Joe Johnson is a funk, um, and somehow Carlos Boozer figures out how to guard Brook Lopez, <laughs> yeah, it could be a series. Right. And there, I think the one X factor uh, and. I think he's just a tremendous player this year. Jimmy Butler, rookie out of Marquette, he's been averaging like 20 points almost, almost up to 20 as a starter. Uh, and Jared Wallace has not been doing it. He would be matching up against Jared Wallace, which therefore, like, Jimmy Butler's already a good de- defender. Uh, I could see them switching, you know, having him guard Darren Williams or guarding Joe Johnson towards the clutch. But also he he hustles like no tomorrow. I think it's a Thibodeau type of player, like a Noah and a Taj Gibson and uh, – you know, and him and Jimmy Butler. So we'll see how you know Butler matches up in his first playoff series, which is really big. It's I mean, if they, make, Lopez. if they make it ugly like they did against the Heat, then you, you know it's going to be tough. Right? You know, they're a they're, physical they're, team. They're a physical team. Um, Lopez is going to earn his stripes. He's going to be in their post, and he's going to like dominate. Right. Where right. it's a work, you know, because they're going to make him really work for all his shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's what Billy King was saying on the. Uh, on our favorite Brooklyn Nets show, The Association. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Billy King was talking about Brook Lopez not being in the playoffs, but it shouldn't be that much of a factor because you have veterans surrounded around you that have been in the playoffs. You right. know? And, yeah, uh, no, no. I, oh, I'm not I just think that right. it's going to be more physical than Brook Lopez realizes. Um, right. They're gonna, they're gonna, it's going to have that um, – they're going to run that strong side overload D on him all the time. He's got to, like, make quick decisions, good decisions – 
Darren Williams got to make good decisions. Um, and, you know, Brooklyn is a good offensive team. They're not their average defensively, but, you know, they've got to, like, um, beat the – it's going to be offense versus defense. Right. Which is, you know, for as an NBA fan, I'm glad this is, like, Brooklyn Bulls versus um, Brooklyn Hawks because that would be a good series. But the Bulls Pacers would have been, like <laughs> – that would, that would be, be very be, physical defense. And that would yeah. be the most boring game. Like, there would yeah. be no scoring. It would be like 52 to 54 <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no one's no – one's, I mean, they put Indiana and um, and uh, Atlanta in a terrible time slot that no one's going to pay attention to that series. Well, so, they're, yeah. they're, they're both mid-market right. teams. I think that's right. going to be the NBA TV series. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I think I heard that on TVJ today, yeah. Um, okay, uh, yeah, so moving on – you know, I think I think we got a good chance with the Brooklyn Nets um, taking that with the home court advantage at least. So, and I'm sorry you picked six, right? Six. Okay. So the next series, we. I hope I don't regret that. <laughs> <laughs> next series, come on, we... Brooklyn, don't make me regret my first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we're supposed to have a little pool there with the, yeah. the numbers and the game, and then the, the successful picks uh, and each advancing each round. But I think we'll uh, talk about that once we finalize that bet. Uh, Heat versus Bucks. Oh. Man. Is that is that a matchup even? Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to. I, I, you never disrespect a, a playoff team, but the way that the Bucks got into the playoffs, yeah, were, was not too pretty. A they month no ago, competition. a no month ago, I would say the Bucks had a much better shot, but they've just been limping into the playoffs, and I'm not sure what it is that's um, caused it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a chance to overtake the Celtics, and they just blew it. Um, they were losing terrible games. I think they lost terrible. to either Bobcats or Orlando down the stretch when they could have easily won. And Phoenix, they lost to Phoenix as well. Yeah, but was... the, you know, but the one they have three quick guards. They can they can shoot from they can shoot from the outside. They got a they got an offense that could bother the Heat, you know, a little bit. Right. Um, but the guys are short, and the Heat are tall and long. Right. And when they play small ball, like they again, particularly against the Bucks, they don't have their their small ball is still like bigger than the Bucks' normal rotation, so I kind of feel like at least longer, if not taller. Well, let's get our predictions out. I mean, I, without saying it, I say sweep automatically. I think the Bucks can pull off one game. One I game. think Redick and Montellus and Jennings will get hot for one game. Right at home, the crowd will be behind them, and they can pull off one of the right. two. Especially right. if especially desperation. We know that the Heat, you know, they can turn it on. Uh, when they want to, and they they turned it on during that twenty seven game win streak. Right. When they, but they were down on most of those games. They had to like rally back. So they also have a tendency to take off the first two or three quarters mm-hmm. um, in games where they they're they're supposed to be like favored. So I think if they don't pull off game two, they'll probably pull off game three and send it back for game five in Miami. So there's not a lot of key injuries in this matchup. Uh, and the only notes I have, I guess, is I mean, like you said, the Bucks were playing terribly down the. The stretch in the last ten, they won three out of oh, the last ten. Terrible. So yeah, I, just, I didn't even know what the exact record was. Uh, I knew that they, kept they, they, they had a losing record going into the playoff, thirty-eight and forty-four. And a month ago, they were we were going to have one of the first Eastern Conference playoffs without any team with a losing record making right. it. It right. seemed that the Bucks would at least finish five hundred. You know, but so that didn't happen. One of their wins during regular season, I know. I mean. A lot of people like to take stuff in regular season, but a lot of people don't. I mean, they dominated the Heat in a 104-85 game. I'm not sure if that was, like, because anyone wasn't playing or um, – but it seemed like it was at Milwaukee. They were able – with their home crowd, like you said, yeah. it could be a factor for them. I mean, the Heat, the Heat have a tendency to take off games 
sometimes take out parts of games because they know they got that extra gear and they turn it on the fourth quarter. And LeBron can be like sick in the fourth quarter. Like during right. that streak, he was an, an unbelievable. He would not let that streak end. Right. Um, right. So I mean, it's 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 the question of like whether the Heat down in the third quarter, up three nothing, will like go lights out just to get a sweep, or will they just like. They'll take that loss, you know? Right. That's how I see it, you know? They'll be down like 10, 12 in the fourth, um, and they'll probably just end up just like calling it and say, like, we'll take it at home. Well, I'm not going to brag once they get a sweep because I think most, most – the line <laughs> the line on here is 13 points favored for this game alone and yeah. that, that the Heat are going to beat them at, by at least 15 points – I mean 13 points, my apologies. Um, but there's two things I want to note about this, and I don't know I don't know why we keep on talking about the series, but uh, Mike Dunleavy – the most exciting series. <laughs> no, so exciting, so exciting. Uh, Mike, Dun- <laughs> Mike Dunleavy was asked uh, in the press uh, conference – or during warm-ups, I guess, today when the press was in, they are like – what advantages do you think the Bucks have, uh, you know, against the Heat? Is he their coach? No, no, the <laughs> junior, junior. My, my, my bad. I'll get, I'll get to the coach. I'll get, I'll get oh, to Mike. Mike Dunleavy Junior is like, is, oh, he's on the Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I'm like, I'm not even right, 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 right. And he said, uh, he's like, I don't know if uh, we have any advantages. <laughs> he honestly said that, and I mean. As a team, you kind of want to say like, "Oh, you got to make you know, you got to make them work more on the offense end." You know, they're a good team for many reasons. You want to force them out of the paint. You know, things like that. Basketball terminology usually say as a player to keep your your crowd, your fans, your your teammates, you know, up. Uh, Dunleavy just said, "No, nope, yeah, we don't have any advantages." <laughs> um, and then one last thing is, uh, I I haven't checked up a stat on this, and I don't know if there is. It possibly could be. The interim coach had fact, the factor. Jim Boylan replaced uh, Scott Skiles, who just quit on the team, as he did on the Bulls a couple of years ago. Or got, I don't know if he got, nah, he got fired from the Bulls. Yeah, he got they fired from, from, the from the Bulls. But, like, uh, people sound out Scott Skiles pretty quickly. It happened in Phoenix. It happened in Chicago. It happened in Milwaukee. Um, and Boylan took over from the same way he took over for Skiles in Chicago. And, you know, anytime there's an interim coach, like, for example, last year with Mike Woodson, uh, you know, he, he, they couldn't get far. You can't get the team, like, under – your belly as much, and you know I'm even saying this as a Nets fan for you know PJ Colosimo, which I think is also another factor. But the interim coach factor is always huge. It's hard to get the team on the same page without having a pre, uh, you know, uh, preseason training camp and and all those. Do you think that's going to be a factor at all with this? Or I mean, they're just going to lose. Anyways? I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, just. The fact that I didn't know Mike Dunleavy Jr. was on the Bucks shows you how many Bucks games I watched this year. <laughs> <laughs> I may have like caught a glimpse of them here and there. Right. On uh, um, I don't. You know, if you're gonna be like, oh, the Bucks are gonna lose because they have an interim coach, like that's not. <laughs> I the reasons why the Bucks are gonna lose. Has very little to do with the fact that they have interim coach. Right. The fact that they have a really small backcourt. Right. And the D, he'd play frenetic D, and they're going to trap, they're going to double team, and their guards just aren't big enough to get right. beat that trap. And um, they may get hot from beyond the arc for like one game and pull it off, and the Heat will just probably take the rest of the night off and want to win it at home. There's two things I just want to see. I mean, there's maybe one thing I want to see in the series either a really big rejection of Larry Sanders on LeBron James. 
or a big posterization from LeBron James on Larry Sanders. I mean, I like Larry Sanders a lot. Who doesn't? Who, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, and he so... Plays hard. Yeah, and so he's... I mean, he's just not going to be enough, man. They're just like... The Heat are just too good, and the Bucks are just too awful. The Bucks would not have even made it into the playoffs in the West. Right, right. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. We both predicted. Uh, well, I predicted the sweep. You got you got five games for Miami. Uh, moving on to the next series, which we have Knicks Celtics. All right, uh, that is actually the first game of the NBA playoffs in two thousand thirteen. NBA, NBA, NBA. NBA. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I think it's at three o'clock on Saturday in uh, at MSG. Uh, this is a, a really, really old school kind of series. I think uh, they don't have didn't have that much of a rivalry. Last was it last year they played or the year before where they played? Uh, dude, the Knicks have not had a rivalry with anybody for about a decade. So <laughs> no, <I'm> it, was, <laughs> it was two years ago when Melo got in between the season. He got traded to yeah, yeah. Uh, they had one. They, they were able to pick up one game. And right. They kept it close, but they, no, they, no, they, no, they, they never, picked up game against Miami. They just they got swept by the Celtics two years ago, and Melo almost oh, that's right, right, right. Yeah, it was two point games that could have gone like either, either way. way. And and game oh, two and three. Yeah, um, and then they got like blown out in game four. Yeah. yeah. So the Knicks have not won a playoff. Only won one playoff right. game in twelve years. Uh, they haven't won a series in twelve years, um, and. But they're, you know, this is a different Knicks team. This is actually a really solid team. They've, they're able to win Atlantic Division this year. Um, I don't know. My prediction right now, there's, there's a couple factors. I'll tell you why. I, I'm going to pick the, the Knicks in seven, and I almost went with the Celtics. But uh, I'll let you first. What, what do you have? For your I prediction? think the Knicks in six. Six. I don't think the Celtics going to take it to seven games. I mean, they're banged up. They're tired. They just, I mean, they just don't have enough firepower, and their defense is not what it used to be. Right, right. So. Um, yeah, the reasons why I was going to pick almost the Celtics, but I picked, uh, stretch it for the Knicks by seven, um, is, is a couple factors. Uh, just because the Celtics team, I feel like it's their last hoorah right now, you know, and, uh, Doc didn't, you know, sit, he didn't care about the standings of where they were anymore at, after a certain point where all these injuries were plagued them with Barbosa, Rondo, you know, um, they have a soldier out, and they were like, okay, well, let's rest Pierce and, and Garnett and get them, you know, at least get them ready. And with that last hurrah also comes in the, you know, as sad as it is, the whole Boston Marathon, the whole Boston City I feel like the environment. Uh-huh. No, it, it's weird. Like, you think the Boston Marathon is going to have an effect on this? I really do because right. the the Saints, the Saints game, right after Katrina, that first game. There's no way they were going to lose that series. Now we're talking about we're not. We're ta- I'm talking about a couple games. I feel like there's going to be a game six situation. Here's the thing. Game six situation where this crowd in Boston will be berserk and they will not let this team lose. No matter what, that sixth man will be very important. And probably take out, you know, they'll probably make Honey Nut Cheerio signs. They'll, uh, you know, to, to attack Mello. Maybe J.R. Smith says something dumb during the series, and then they attack maybe him. Maybe that. Maybe they find him some hot women to, like, hang out with yep. on Twitter. Maybe yeah. some Boston chicks would be, like, tweeting at him. Like yeah. That. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, or, like, he'll show up to wherever they are. And we know Raymond Felton likes donuts. There's Dunkin' Donuts in New England. <laughs> There's a lot of factors that I think the Knicks – and I'm not just saying that because – 
you know, I'm a Nets fan, but I, I really feel the Celtics can take this to seven games, and like it would be like a three-two going into Boston, they send it back, you know, to to New York, but it'd be too much, too little. What about you? Um, you know, I just don't think Kevin Garnett is right, and if Pierce is going to carry this team, that's they're going to whatever they're going to get, they're going to get out of Pierce. Garnett, I mean, let's. Garnett came out came to the league before Kobe out of high school. So he's played more seasons than Kobe. He's got a lot of mileage he's on him. He's got a lot of mileage. Yep. He may not have the playoff mileage that Kobe does, but he's been around for longer than Kobe out of high school. Um, you know, he's got the same work ethic, but, like, at some point, man, you just your body is just not going to work. And he hasn't been – he just hasn't been the same player this year that he was in right. the past. And, you know, they've limited his minutes, but this is not like a Tim Duncan-type resurgence that we've seen out of Garnett, right? You look at Tim Duncan having a great season. They came in the same year, right? Or maybe a year apart, give well, or take. Yeah, yeah. but Duncan played like in college, you know? Right. Uh, Wake Forest, Three yeah. years in Wake Forest, you know? Right. Um, no, I think uh, didn't Duncan came in in 90... No, no, no. 96, you know, 98. 96, 97, 98, something like that. They won in 99, rookie year, so he's drafted in 98. Yeah. Who yeah. was his rookie year? When, he, when they won. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah, that's what I thought, but that didn't seem right. Garnett came in 96. Yeah, yeah two so years. He's, got two, he's got more time than even Duncan, right. and um, that being a big man takes a toll on your body. You can last longer than guards, you right. know, but I just don't know where they're going to generate this offense from, um, and I just, you know, they're, they can do their defense thing all they want. Mm-hmm. Knicks have a ton of outside shooting, and they're going to punish you. They're going to make you rotate. They're going to, like, wear you out with their, right. like, quick passing. If they if they maintain this, like, last clip that they had when they had the winning streak going, where they were, there was, like, a lot of great ball movement on the perimeter, and, you know, Carmelo initiating the offense out of the, on, on the wing and right. the elbow and just, like, making good passes. So... Uh, I, I definitely see uh, your points with that. I do argue, even though we're, we're both picking the Knicks, uh, I do argue the fact that uh, Avery Bradley will be a huge factor in locking up Raymond Felton. Like, Raymond Felton, I don't think, will even score anything <laughs> in this game. Okay, that, I think that's a really good point, because Avery Bradley has trouble scoring when he's guarding good offensive players, and Felton is not a great offensive player. So and, he, and Felton doesn't play that much defense either. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Um, so. Kid does. And um, Prigioni, which actually we didn't even discuss, he's actually not going to be playing game one. Oh, really? Okay. So uh, he got t- he got an injury last game of the season. Oh, um, man. So they're down to Felton handling the ball. Kid can slowly bring up the ball, but if Bradley <laughs> if Bradley's pressuring him, he can't. No, there's yeah, no way. There's yeah. no way. So you're now you're relying on J.R. Smith to bring up the ball or Carmelo Anthony. So there's two factors yeah. that we don't know. They rely on J.R. Smith. They rely on J.R. Smith so much now. You know, being a really, really good player off the bench, you know, getting thirty-point games off the bench, off the bench, and tiring out Carmelo in a seven-game series, bringing up the ball when you know who yeah. knows how long Prigioni is going to be gone. I think it may be just a game, but um, we'll see. And then the Knicks also have um, they have uh, Camby. They, they, no, they have no interior presence besides mm-hmm. uh, besides. Uh, Chandler and Martin. Oh, I thought you were going to say Earl Barron, the big, the big Earl, the big Earl, the big Earl who signed on the team the other day. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah Earl oh, Barron. He had oh, 14 yeah. rebounds. I was overshadowed by Tracy McGrady signing <laughs> with the Spurs. And, we forgot and, to mention and, that. And Goodlock signing with the Lakers. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think, I mean, I'm picking the Knicks. If the Celtics were able to steal one game on the road, I think uh, their home crowd will be uh, just as loud as the Knicks being, being excited about their playoffs team this year. And I think both home crowds will be a factor, but I think the Boston... I would say that if the Knicks do lose to the Celtics, we're going to see a whole lot of new Brooklyn Nets fans. The podcast might just blow up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a lot more people. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I, know, I know plenty of Knicks fans who said this was their last year with the Knicks. This and is because they're, they they have it going they, right now. Yeah, well, they have and it going because they stuck it out. They were like, if they if the shitty start, they're going to switch to the Nets. I, I wonder. I wonder if Lynn was still on the team. They would. I think they would still. A lot of people would just be look. There's no way. I love Lynn too much. Like Lynn Sanity was such a huge thing. But that's another. That's another. I mean, debate yeah, for another yeah, day. That's another debate. I think yeah. they run a different kind of offense now. That Lynn. Would they run the D'Antoni three point offense, and yeah. then they have a, lo- a little of a, a post Not ISO a lot of post roles, right. but like. But it, you know, imagine them running a Lynn uh, one four pick and roll with Lynn at the point, and right. Carmelo running the. You know that would be pretty. That'd be intense. Yeah. Um. So uh, you know, going on uh, a former Hawk, I guess Jason Terry. The Hawks are playing apparently in the playoffs against the Pacers. Well, I him more of the Maverick, but yeah, uh, uh, he was drafted by the Hawks. Yeah, but like he, he did, oh yeah, he, he got tattooed, right? Right. Well, right. he he also, I mean, Jason Terry like did most of it. Interesting work with the Mavericks winning that title when he when he was actually on the national spotlight being in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got the Pacers Hawks. Uh, this series is going to be uh, a grinded out series. I think big man against big man. Hawford versus Hibber. Uh, Paul George versus Josh Smith. I think uh, if they guard each other and. Uh, those are the only two matchups I'm looking at. I think Frank Vogel's a really good coach. I think Larry Drew's going to be out of a job after this. I think Josh Smith is going to be gone after this year. So I'm going to pick uh, the Pacers in five. I think. La- I agree with you. I think the Pacers' offensive struggle the last few games of the season are just, are just about like the drudgery. They've had a really good since the All Star break. Their offense has picked up. Right. Um, Paul George is like picked up his offense. I think Hibbert's going to pick up. The Hawks just don't have enough. They're all a bunch of expiring contracts. Um, you know, Josh Smith, he's inconsistent, you know? Mm-hmm. Al Horford, Carlos Buzer, he'll give you the points, but he can't play the D, you know? And this is the first game on Sunday, uh, I believe at 1 uh, on Sunday on TNT. Um, and a couple of injuries. Zaza Pochulio is not going to be there. Lou Williams, who, was, who injured his ACL, sprained it in Brooklyn. Uh, Danny Granger's also out for the season, but Danny Granger has not played all year round, so he's not really a factor for this Pacers team. Um, and who knows? I mean, it looks like the future is Lance Stevenson, Brooklyn's own, Coney Island, uh, and uh, and uh, Paul George and George Hill. So, like, I think they just have too many advantages, uh, the Pacers do. And Atlanta just gets so discouraged. Like, they don't have a Joe Johnson to hold them together now. Like, yeah. who is their leader? Can you honestly say no. Josh Smith is their leader? No. And Josh Smith's looking for a big contract. He's not gonna like care, right? Um, which is fine. You know, that's what he should be doing. But and I, I think I think the Pacers have a better offense than we give them credit for, and they can like they can turn it up. And their defense is just like phenomenal. Yeah, and everyone's been uh, on Roy Hibbert's case this year because they had All Star year last year. And he, his numbers have been down this year, but it's because of the emergence of the other players like George Hill, Lance Stevenson, and Paul George that that makes it possible that he's actually 
uh, doesn't have to do that much on the offense. So I don't. Yeah. And defensively, he's uh, you know I think he's up there for a candidate for defensive player of the year. Um, and he could just make you know open shots when it counts, kind of like a, a la Rick Smith's old school Pacers, you know. Yeah, I mean, so. and he's like you know, I mean, the man's a hard worker. Like he does not have the foot speed or the lateral movement or the quickness that you expect from. But he's like worked hard on his game. He's got sound fundamentals. Yeah, which is goes a long way when you're a big man, you know. Especially on defense, it's about like place positioning, getting your core down right. in the right spot, you know. And um, I think he's. I think he dominates defensively at least and eliminates Al Horford. Al Horford. Tito, Tito's son, Al. Uh, yeah, so, and then uh, Josh Smith is going to be inconsistent. So I think five, you're right. Um, yeah, and I think this uh, behind-the-scenes story of Danny Ferry taking over the Hawks, he's, I think he's molding his team to be a team that he wants. I, I don't think Larry Drew is the kind of coach that he wants running. You know how Danny Ferry doesn't like his coach. He, he uh, boy, actually, no, that was, sorry, Jim Paxson threatened to punch Vinny Del Negro. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm, I'm confusing those uh, old Solid Caucasian uh, 90s shooters. Like, yeah. Like box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, <laughs> Old 90s Spurs guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's actually from Springfield, which is not 20 minutes out from my hometown. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, New England pride right there. Uh, <laughs> Keeping the Brilla. Yeah. Uh, what was I with this? Uh, Danny Ferry. Yeah, I, I think they're just a team on adjustments. I, like you said, Josh Smith going for his contract. I think, uh, oh, man, I think the police are trying to stop our pod. Oh. Um, Oh, there they go. Well, All right. Maybe, maybe, oh, I'm not going to even go. Gonna, <laughs> uh, t- a tasteless Boston. No, 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 no. We're not doing that here. Not, <laughs> We're not, not doing it. We I'm from New England, We man. agreed that, that would, we need to, to script it first if we're yeah. going to go there. Yeah. And, uh, only, and, the, uh, only the Onion can write product, stuff about product that. Product test it and, like, have, like, a little. See, this is how boring this series is. We're talking about we're talking about the police outside the window. We're talking about you know recent news and events. So we're going to move on. We're just going to move on. Uh, so what do you? Th- I mean, well, then no, yeah. Well, no, go, would, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say it would be interesting if the bull, if the Nets would meet the patient, but they're not going to. No, they they're they be really can't kill for the Heat. So. Yeah. <laughs> Once they take out the Bulls, they're going to they're going to play the Heat, and we'll talk about that yeah, in the future. Later, in the future. Yeah. Um, okay, so next series. This is this is one of my favorite series, the storylines at least. Uh, Thunder Rockets, um, James Harden playing his What's former the team. Series, do we have that? Yes, we do. Uh, let me pull up we'll right pull now, right and we have it. It's up right here. So they only played three games this year. Uh, Oklahoma right. City won two to one, and Houston won by three points. Their last yeah. game, last game in the series. The other other three games. What kind of blow? Other two games were blowouts. Yeah. Uh, one was at, excuse me, at OKC. Other one was at Houston. So which is shocking because like Houston's terrible in clutch situations. Yeah. So, but that they won the close one in Oklahoma City, um, won in blowouts. Which that isn't that shocking. But the fact that Houston could pull off a close victory against Oklahoma City, I mean five. What do you think? Uh yeah, I completely agree. I say five for uh, a couple reasons. Um. One, I think James Harden's going to have one of those monster games, maybe a 50-pointer, dare I say. Like, he's just going to go off on on the, you know, on the Thunder because he's not convinced that 
uh, he was supposed to be traded. You know, maybe he feels a little form of resentment. Well, he wanted he wanted a max salary, and they just couldn't give it to him. We know that. You know? Right, right. They had to choose between Ibaka, paying Ibaka and Perkins. And Ibaka didn't get, what, he got like 40-some-odd over like four years. You know? Right, right. So. Um, and I think uh, the way they run the offense, where it's just up fast break all the time, um, I think they're able to get one maybe at home. Maybe yeah, maybe the three, three point shooting, the spread pick and roll, just like um, a lot of like a lot of outside shooting, a lot of pick and roll, a lot of um, just running fast. They may be able to pull one off, but right. I don't think that's all they got. They play no defense, and you no, know, like the one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Like um, I want to pull up just you know they have a plus three point five, but they give up like one hundred and two points a game, right? Compared to Oklahoma City, which gives up 96.5 points a game. Which is why they got 60 wins this year. Yeah. And they're a really good yeah, defensive I mean, team. Yeah. I mean, they're, the point differential on Oklahoma City is just so big. Better than even Miami's, you know? Right. So, right. I just, I mean, I like Houston. They're fun to watch. But, they just, defensively, they just, they just can't do anything to stop Thunder. Which is like... Not an insult because like very few teams are able are going to be able to stop the Thunder. Right, and I, I think uh, a lot of fans are just appreciate you know uh, the whole the whole storyline of it all. And I yeah. think and the one person that's not appreciating is Sam Presti, who, <laughs> pro- who probably just wants this done with and over yeah. with. And then once he beats him, like told you guys, you know we're better than James Harden. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think the Thunder will take care of business pretty quickly. Five games. Um, all right, moving on to the next one. We have, ooh, Spurs versus your Los Angeles Lakers. I got to say, man, at, as Shakespeare once said, hope springs eternal in the bosom of man. Mm-hmm. But, in this case, it's actually true. You just said a, a man's bosom. Man's bosom. Okay. Right. In the bosom yeah. of mankind. No, I, I know. No it's, homo. I know. <laughs> just say it. Just say it? Just say it. <laughs> We're very we're very pro equality in this, right. uh, at the at the Brooklyn Rebounds. So right, right. That's, that's a little running joke we have about about, about NBA about players, NBA change, players on the change, Twitter saying yeah, no homo or changing yeah. their minds about gay rights, but still right. like adding a little no homo at the end. <laughs> well, uh, uh, moving on from that, yeah, uh, moving on to that diversion. Um, you know, I think Laker fans are doing a jig around the country. Right. That's a, two reasons. Not only are they beating beating the uh, beating the Spurs, who they match up a lot better than the Thunder, they would be roadkill for the Thunder. Thunder would just run them out of this, um, out of um, the court. You know, yeah. the Spurs are the only team that's just as old and slow as the Lakers. <laughs> okay, maybe not just as slow, but just as old. Um, uh, Manu's injured. Parker's banged Parker's, up. Parker's banged up. If they're not 100, percent they don't. They can't beat the Lakers. The Lakers have too much size inside. That ends the. I mean, what we saw. We watched the Houston Rockets game, right? Right. When, when you don't have to worry about penetration, and if Dwight's up there, like it, it the kickout game ends. You know, mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, and the Lakers slow penetrate, like uh, slow um, rotation of the perimeter is not a factor anymore. If you don't need to worry about like. Uh, guards penetrating, uh, or if you have Dwight and Powell just, like, manning the paint. Right, right. So the three-point gets taken out. Um, so you're saying 
the red rocket will not be a factor. What? Oh wait, I was talking about Matt Bonner. Matt Bonner. No, Matt Bonner's never been in a faction. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 uh, is this like his nickname from the Celtics? No, no, that that's his nickname, that's nickname man. Come on, you, you don't you don't know Dunleavy's of Buck, and you don't know yeah, Red Rocket yeah. is. You are not paying attention to your Caucasian NBA player. I am sir. not paying attention to my Caucasian <laughs> NBA player. You have to. You have I think my, I thought Mike Dunleavy's career was practically over a few years ago. <laughs> like I rooted for him when he came out of the Duke? Out of college. Yeah, you can't root for a Duke player. Yeah, you know, but he's like Mike Dunleavy's son. I like yeah. him. You know, he got and, a his, bad and his father abandoned him. Yeah. And his child. No, I get it. You, no. Wait, no, that's Rick Barry. My bad. <laughs> um, all right. So, but the best part is if they do pull the upset, they're. Facing either a banged up Nuggets team yeah. or a banged up Warriors team, or or a Warriors team that's like not mm. they can actually match up really well against. So, so are you not, insinuating that if the Lakers take out the Spurs, they got a shot to go to the conference final, and this is the only way they had a shot to go to the conference final if they were in the Thunder measure? Yeah, done. yeah. Like if they went, they were the sixth seed, and they were like beating the Nuggets. Well, maybe they had a shot against the Nuggets right now, right. but like. You know, they have a better shot against the Spurs, and they have a, a worn-down Nuggets team. Maybe they got a shot against them, you know? Yeah. But if they hit the eight seed, man, they would just have been obliterated by the Thunder. Obliterated. Right. They're no, tired and definitely. old and definitely. slow. So, and D'Antoni is the only person in the country. We'll take care of that. D'Antoni is <laughs> the only person in the country who doesn't realize that they're slow and old. Alright, so I hear you. Uh, we didn't actually get an actual prediction out of you. Well, I'm going to say Lakers in 7. Lakers in 7. <laughs> that was kind of murmured. A murmured. Bit. I'm murmured. not putting that on the, uh, in, in our bracket. Right, <laughs> but, right. I, uh, I'll say it publicly. I wavered about this one. This is just as tough as for me with, uh, I don't know what this, what is up with these 2-7 matchups, but uh, uh, Celtics-Knicks, uh, I feel that I'm going to go with the Spurs and... Okay. I was going to go seven, but now that I'm hearing your points, I'm going to go six because of two reasons, okay? All right, all right, all right. I'll tell you why. Um, So I I do think that the Spurs are a perfect systematic team. They have an approach to them that is fundamentally sound. Either pick and roll or pound it in the paint. Now, the paint is taken out of the equation a little bit because you have two big guys that can guard uh, old Tim Duncan, right? And they don't have that much size after that, right? That's, That's about it. But the factors are Tony P- Parker can shred Steve Blake or Steve Nash whenever Steve Nash comes back. If Tony Parker's healthy. Even a half Tony Parker is better than a banged-up Steve Nash right now or Steve Blake trying to guard him. I mean, and there's no Kobe Bryant who usually guards Tony Par- Parker in playoff series to be a defensive... Uh, Here's know, what I would say. The one thing that... The one area that I think people are discounting is that Kobe likes to play in the post as well. So now you, now you had three post players with, like, Howard, Gasol, and Kobe clogging up the lane. Without Kobe, that lane is opened up for the Lakers' offense a little bit more. So they have a little bit more firepower coming out of the D'Antoni-style offense than they did with when Kobe was um, when Kobe was on the floor. So that gives them a little bit of more uh, – it's a little better free-flowing offense without Kobe. Right. Um, and I would argue that 
I mean, the point differential in the season was zero between the two. And I would also, but, you know, and no one played at full strength in any of those games, you know, except for the Spurs actually played in full strength in a couple of games. And they won one, they lost one. Yeah. You know, um, well, not full strength. I mean, during the season, they, they had a lot of close games. There was yeah. no, there's not, that's one thing that I did not take in consideration, make my prediction as much. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lakers match up really well against the Spurs. They do, they do. Um, but the one thing I can take in consideration, I used to be, uh, you know, a follower of the Phoenix Suns uh-huh. and watch their playoffs series against D'Antoni versus Popovich. And I think the Popovich factor on D'Antoni, Popovich owns D'Antoni. He just straight up owns uh, Mike D'Antoni, and he knows what he's going to run. He knows his tools, and I feel like that alone is worth. Uh, a six-game, uh, you know, six-game series for the Spurs. Yeah, but the Suns never had a Dwight Howard type interior presence. They had an Amari um, uh, on interior presence on defense. Oh, not on defense. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about Antony. There's no, there's no D in uh, Dan- I mean, yeah. I don't even know if Antony's coaching anymore. I think he's just like go play some offense. <laughs> like at this point, I mean, he, did you know he was just won? Um, he won Coach of the Month for the Western Conference. No, he didn't. He did seven and one record in April. Because Copeland got Rookie of the Month, okay? Come on. These, these words are... In April's half a month to measure, okay? That doesn't count as much. Hey, the Lakers are 28-12 and 12 since, uh, in the last 40 games, okay. which is something to be... And they, they went they went 7-1 uh, and one in the last eight games. Right. They're playing good basketball. I mean, is it, like, great basketball? No. Is it seven-seed basketball? No. It's maybe four or five or three, four or five-seed basketball. Right. So, they're under-seeded. You know, and we know uh, what we learned in March Madness is like if you play an underseeded team, they're going to they're going to give you a little bit more trouble than Phil, you used Phil, to. Philadelphia did it last year. Yeah. Um, I, I also one last factor I, I think that would play in Spurs' favor is um, I feel like this is like the Celtics, the last hurrah for this team. I feel like Ginobili is so banged up; he's going to put everything on the floor, whatever he has left. Last year, after their post game interview with the you know after losing to the Thunder, right uh, yeah. on the way to the finals. They were like, "This sucks." Like, I have not. They've won three championships. They're a team that's, you know, a you know former kind of dynasty of our our two thousand era, and and I feel like Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan. This is their last shot to really do anything together. They're just getting. Yeah, I think Ginobili's done after this. Season. Yeah, like, yeah. No, but I would say that the last four years in a row, the Spurs have lost to a team that they should have beaten in the playoffs. Oh, you mean the Grizzlies when they lost to the Grizzlies um, the two Thunder, years ago? They were up two nothing. They were like on what fifteen game win or right. twelve game winning streak or whatever. They hadn't lost in the playoffs until they met the Thunder the year before. So they they have underachieved in the playoffs for like at some point we have to say that's a trend. Uh, will they underachieve now or later on? Who knows? You know? Do you think? Popovich is going to rest enemy's players <laughs> like during for the series. I mean, well, right, this is the thing. They, they end up getting... That's again, a stupid question, but yeah, he's not going to rest enemy's They end up getting the best records in the in the regular season. Right. And then they get bounced in the playoffs. Like, this is like now it's happened. They haven't won a championship since 2000 and... What? Uh, seven? Five. Wait. Wait. They won in 03. They won in 05. And they oh, won in 07. 07 yeah. yeah. Yeah, off years. Yeah. Six years, you know? Yeah. It, and they've... So, it... I mean, I like the Spurs. I don't think the Lakers are deep down, if you ask me to be rational and not a fan, I think <laughs> the Spurs win. 
but well, they we, have been playing pretty badly. Uh, just pull up the stat. They've only won three out of their last ten. They've lost three in a row on the way. I think they're arresting their players, whatever whatever it was. Um, well, they didn't arrest their players against the Lakers, and they lost. That's true. That's true. All right. I mean, um, last question on this. We, we've been talking that. a lot of Lakers because, you know, just honor <laughs> of you being on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, not, I'm, I'm over. This is a Lakers. I right? know, no, podcast. no. You're taking it over. <laughs> take it over. I'll take over. All right. Um, do you think the Kobe Bryant factor will will be, you know, him not being on a team and him being? I don't know if you saw this. The last game, he was like tweeting during the game, calling out the coach, calling out like they should have fouled, like making little slight, really? slight nudges there. Uh, I only know about that. He said we like, should trade Powell. Like, yeah, no, he that was the first tweet. The second tweet of the game. You don't follow the Mamba? I don't follow the Mamba. Oh, no. man. Um, I don't really do Twitter that much. You should. It's I tweet, but I don't, like... Do Twitter. To, yeah, get the Twitter. I get you. Yeah, I get you. I, I'm like, it's out there, people. <laughs> it's, my, I, it's a one-way communication. Yeah, program. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a two-way there. Well, not listen... I'm sure we'll not listen to any... Or read any of your tweets. It's just yeah. about him. Yeah. Uh, always about Always you. about you. Um, but, you know, without being said, like, Kobe not being on a team, like, and say the Lakers did go to the conference finals, would Kobe be happy about that? Like, this team's actually doing good without him? Or, like, potentially even be going to the finals? Who knows, you know? Like, that would be such a paradigm for Kobe to deal with. Like, he's injured, he's helpful, he can't do anything about it. And this team's playing better because now that they've removed one personality out of the equation, they're moving on. I mean, well, I think here's the reality is that Kobe is not the same wing player that he used to be. He gets a lot of his points off the elbow uh, in the post, working, being smart, and he's phenomenal. He's better than 99% of the players. But the fact is when you have Dwight and you have Powell and then you have Kobe all trying to post up all the time, you know, Powell is the odd man out. He's always out of position. He's playing further away from the room than he's used to. And without Kobe in the game it allows that twin tower action that you know that they they can do without Kobe right what they couldn't do with Kobe because Kobe needs to be in the same spot because the ball and his hands has to be together at all times but it has to be not only in his hand it has to be in the post of his hand you know he's not like on the wing beating people off the dribble dishing and driving he's like posting up he's like dissecting defenses from the same spot that like Powell likes to do it from where Howard likes to do it. Right. You have three players that like to play in the paint. You're gonna have you're gonna have you're gonna have spacing issues. That's just like bottom line. And like I didn't think about this until like Kobe was gone. The, the problem isn't maybe not even Powell and Dwight. That the problem might be Kobe clogging up the paint. Right. Right. So. All right. Um, that's why D'Antoni probably couldn't get the separation, and, and yeah, he, doesn't have, no. he doesn't have a preseason camp because to really. Because like Kobe's just never been right. a great perimeter outside right. shooter, shooter, and he's like he's he makes the open threes, and the and yeah, but, but he, he doesn't like playing off the ball, right. and, and he right. he's not doing what he used to do as a kid when he was just like just beat people off the dribble and like lob it to Shaq or do all sorts of crazy. things. I think you might play. see a lot more pick and rolls now that uh, when Nash comes back with uh, or just like facilitating out of the right. post from the big men, you know. Right. Like, a lot of just, like, and you'll see, like, a lot of Steve Nash being open. <laughs> right, right. And not Steve Nash or Steve Blake 
being open. Just any, like, any Steve. Any, any, Steve. any of the Steves any on the Steve's. Lakers are going to have a lot of points. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Actually, that's going to be an exciting time. I think they're playing a Sunday at 3.30. 3.30, yes. Good Sunday afternoon game. After I think Napoleon Complex gets this practice. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> Napoleon Complex is. We gonna should be... end with that. We should talk about the Napoleon Complex's playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Our team, <laughs> our team, and Sword's also on our team. Uh, we're trying to trying to get up to the. Fr- we're playing a couple top teams this uh, Monday or Wednesday. 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 Luckily, it wasn't on Monday because that was the second night of the Brooklyn Nets uh, home game two. All right, uh, moving on to the next series, Nuggets Warriors. I am really pumped for this series. Oh man, it's going to be a track meet. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. Now that's a lot of threes, a lot of running, mm-hmm. a lot of. It'll make me tired. I will. Uh, I we, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm supposed to run it. Right? I, I would say on a per minute basis, we're going to have a we're going to have like at least here was per per 36 minutes. There'll be like at least four hot dams. Right. <laughs> Or hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Like, yeah. God damn, yeah. jump out of her seat, run around with a hand <laughs> on her head. How did that happen? Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, who do you have, then, in the series? I, I think the Nuggets are going to take this. Okay, I mean, how, many, how, many games, the, how many games? Probably do it in, like, five or six. Five or six. Um, probably six, if I was, like, the bet. Uh, but, pro- I mean, a good chance of doing it in five. Yeah. They're just, like, faster and, like, better defense. Ty team. Lawson is just strong and fast. I, I agree with this. I think uh, I think Nuggets in six. Uh, I think the Warriors – I mean, we saw – the last time we saw the Warriors in playoffs was that We Believe team against the Mavericks, Baron Davis, Matt, oh, Matt Barnes, uh, Steve Jackson, Al, <laughs> Al Harrington, all the Mount J.P. Some thugs from Oakland. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, they were they were really in there. Oh, that, was, that was a fun that was incredible. That was an incredible series to watch. Um, and I think the home court, I, I like to I like to take that as a factor. As you know, I think the home court of Golden State will be rocking for two games at least yeah. uh, to give the them. Um, and But I do think that even though Gallinari's out, which is a, a shame because one of my favorite moments in the NBA this season was when Gallinari blew a kiss to the bench and then the whole Nuggets bench did a little Italian yeah, mama mia! The hand gestures. Uh, I did not see that. I, it, it's one of the greatest things I've seen. Uh, this is what we were working on for our this Napoleon Complex. Being a miserable season for the Lakers, I haven't been avoiding all everything else. Well, we were going to make that our honorary uh, cheer. If right. you know, if, right. if you make a clutch, you go kiss us, and we'll go all like right. this. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure the fans can, the can hear that. See, can hear that. <laughs> Yeah. Can you guess what we're doing? We want you to tweet that to us. What are we doing? Please tweet that back to Brooklyn Rebound. We're closing our fingers and pointing them up in an Italian gesture. All right? Uh, anyways, not to be so prototypical um, and stereotypical of Italians. Um, that's not what we're on that podcast for. No, no. Uh, no, no we're all about equality. Equality. As in the say. NBA. But there's what isn't equal is the Nuggets' home record, thirty-eight and three, one of the best records I've seen in actually NBA lifetime. Honestly, this has got to be like the craziest home court advantage, the thin air of Denver. Right, you run them into the ground. Right, like there's nothing you can do. Like by by the fourth quarter, the team is exhausted. Right, they're not used to playing in that altitude. They feel like they're gonna faint, and the way the way the Nuggets run too. I mean, the the manimal, Kenneth Reed. He, this guy can beat any point guard off, you know, from one end of the court to another. So, therefore, how is any four or center going to guard him? You got two moms. 
He's got two moms. He's got two moms. Good for Kenneth. He came out and he like went did a PSA. Good for Kenneth. Kenneth Reed. Kenneth Reed is a he's an amazing person for many reasons. One of the reasons is because he was on my fancy team I this hope year. I hope not quiet lettered because I maybe confused the two. No, no, no we already <laughs> recapped that. We yeah. actually didn't mention uh, mention Kawhi in the Spurs series. I could be wrong though. No, who had two moms? You, you'll know, you'll know Kawhi Leonard when, when he when he's making threes on you and and. Being well, I meant like about the like two moms. Oh right, right, right. right, right. And, uh, besides all that, I mean, uh, the Brooklyn rebound fans would be like, "What the hell?" Because, you know, <laughs> even anything about the NBA? Why do you have him on the show? <laughs> No, you're doing a good job, sorta. Um, sorta, sorta, kinda. sorta, kinda. And uh, and I <laughs> and I also think one one other factor is that Andrew Bogut will not be a factor. No, I mean that's that's if Bogut was playing. Well, he is play, he is playing. He's, I feel like he's, he's going to play. He's going to be taken out of the game yeah, because this is a track meet, and I think Ty Lawson's going to take care of Steph Curry. I, I think Clay Thompson's too inconsistent. He's on my fantasy team, so I know how inconsistent he is. <laughs> um, and uh, you know Barnes, uh, he's first time rookie. He doesn't have that much experience. There's a lot of excited Mark Jackson in his first coaching series. George Carl will just outcoach him. You know, you know through and through. I think. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think I think it would be if Ken Freed can't go, then there's a, there may have a shot at it. Like right. if he's still injured. If he's not 100%. If I don't know. Kufus and McGee have been playing really well, too. So Yeah. I'm not entirely sure about, like, <laughs> the front line. Did I, I just said Kufus. Yeah, you just said Kufus. Goofus and McGee. <laughs> <laughs> or Goofus McGee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think after Kenneth Freddie, they got all, a ton of, like, options. They can, like, burn people for, like, 10 or 12 minutes at a time, but, like, yep. not more than that. And, and so him, he will be key. Ty Lawson's health will be key. Um, but if they're like a, anywhere close to 100%, the Nuggets got this hands down. All right. Well, uh, this, that's going to be a really exciting series. It's too bad most of the games will be really late, um, like 10-30 games, yeah. because they're the West, the West Coast. Coast. Yeah. NBA TV, that's yeah. we're going to be watching them. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll definitely check that out. I think their first game is after – oh, the second game is of the playoffs this year, uh, 5.30 uh, tomorrow, Saturday. Well, on the, on the weekends, they, they shouldn't be making, forcing us to watch 10.30 games. <laughs> they, <laughs> like, <let's, laughs> they are, though. Me- Memphis and L.A., which is our next series we're moving on to, is 10.30 tomorrow night, uh, Saturday night. I mean, people are out on the Saturday night. They like watching it at the bars or whatever. I guess. So. Yeah, I mean, but I, I would assume that, like, you'd want some, like, West Co- East Coast fans, too, to, like, tune in. Well, that's so much the start time. It's the end time is what kills us. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like at 1 p.m., 1 a.m., we're like, how long? And if it goes overtime like, like, like that last game. Man, we were out to, like, like two days. Yeah, to, like, figure out where the Lakers, who the Lakers were going to play. No, oh, man. That was insane. All right, um, yeah, Clippers, Grizzlies. Um, this is a rematch from last year. Um, I mean, this is a series of the of the first round. I gotta, I'm gonna put that out there. Like, this is going to be awesome. Um, so I was. These both teams have 56 wins. They have the same identical record. Uh, Clippers got the tiebreaker because they won three to one. Uh, in the season series, um, they would have gotten it being division winners anyway. So right, yeah, because yeah, they would so. have division winner yeah. as well. Um, that's like yeah. I wanna, I really want to pick. I, I convinced myself actually before the podcast, I was picking the Grizzlies. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch, switch to the Clippers. Yeah, um, only game time decision. A lot of Buffalo trades being made here. The reasons don't blame the Buffalo trades. Uh, no, when you lose that do, money. Do not. Do not. <laughs> 
I think um, I think they're going to get it together for this series again. They, having the home, court, I think Grizzlies had the home court last year, if I'm not mistaken. They did. Um, I do think uh, Chris Paul is playing not just for this team, and now that they've won the division in the Pacific for the first time, uh, and is it forever? I think in franchise history, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah I mean, because last they, year the Lakers were actually decent. They got a third seed, you right? Know? Right. Um, so, um, so I think Chris Paul is going to be a huge factor. I do believe that um, he's going to play not just for the team, but his contract as well, and getting resigned, and then saying that he is he earlier this year he was an MVP candidate. He was one of those players that was lifting during that thirteen game winning streak. Uh, I think it's going to be a close series. I think it's going to go seven games. I'm picking Clippers barely. Um, by the margin of home court, uh, what do you what do you got? I got the Grizzlies by the margin of defense. Okay, <laughs> good um, um, I, I think the Grizzlies play better defense. Um, they got how many games? A seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what I like about this? They fuck, they hate each other. Yeah, they don't they, like each other. After one of the games, they didn't shake hands yeah, or anything like that. Like yeah, each other. This is old school basketball. Mm-hmm. This is like offense versus defense. Right. This is like. I mean, this is the st- type of stuff that NBA, you know, this is why I became a fan of the Lakers hated the Celtics, and Celtics hated oh, the Lakers, Pistons like that, and Pistons, Celtics, Celtics, Celtics yeah. Bulls and Pistons, Sixers, like, Celtics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hatred, hatred, you did not like the people on the other team, you know, and this is, I think, the Clippers and Grizzlies sort of embody that, um, and it's like, it starts with Paul and Griffin, right, and mm-hmm. then with Randolph... And um, uh, Gasol, right? They right. are those two. You they know, were both all stars this year, right? Yeah. Or Gasol was, yeah. Gasol um, was, and um, he's probably going to be first team All NBA at the center. Right. I, my, I think if it's going to be somebody, it's going to be him. Um, now I, I see what you're saying uh, uh, in terms of defense. I, I think the bench for the Grizzlies has more of an advantage uh, um, with Darrell Arthur and Ed Davis. Plays really good defense and rebounds the ball. They they, they basically uh, better post. I mean, Gasol's a really good post defender, but coming off the bench are better than Randolph. Both of them at Davis and uh, Darrell Arthur. And Arthur was in the series last year, and the year before that he was against San Antonio. He was a huge factor uh, for them. I think trick or treat Tony Allen won't be a factor as much this year. You I don't think, think you don't think he's going to be think, able to take Chris Paul down? He's going to shut him down? No, no I think Chris Paul is really uh, before his injury he was. Uh, Invincible, really. Like before the injury this year, he was that player that. Right, the player who can do it is Trick or Treat Tony. <laughs> he's got. He does have some tricks. He's uh, got some tricks. He's got. But the thing is, the Clippers have a different factor. They have a Crawford that they didn't have last year. They have an Eric Bledsoe that's even more more experienced and better than last year. They have a, a Barnes that will be that Trick or Treat Tony for the Clippers and getting people's faces. Yeah, but defense. like Barnes doesn't have great defense. He's, he's good. solid. He's, he's, he's a solid, solid defender. He makes Barnes. open threes. He makes open threes. Grant Hill, old man I mean, Hill, old man Hill can play defense still. Hill's retiring at the end of the season. I don't think you're gonna get much out of Hill out of this. You don't think you don't think he's gonna go for that last that last hurrah? Uh, I mean, he may want to. I don't know if he's gonna get any playing time. When my Odom is back in his element, he's not out of shape anymore and fat. You know, yeah. he's in LA. I mean, he's only like shooting, averaging like one or two shots a game. You know, and you're not in, taking into consideration how many more Kia commercials will come out during this playoff series with Blake Griffin. All right, come on, those Kia commercials do a lot for his confidence. I mean, here's a couple of things that are, you know, just if you want to start, you know, maybe on matchup to matchup. 
Clippers might have a very, very slight advantage. I don't think they do, but you know, you can make the argument. The difference. Del Negro's on the hot seat. He's a terrible coach. Lionel Hollins will run circles around Del Negro. I mean, I watched those Chicago teams that were like clearly more talented than their playoffs. Oh, when they could have beat the Celtics yeah. in the seven-game series of ben, yeah. ben Jordan yeah. at the time? I remember. I mean, uh, yeah. Vinny is only a coach because Chicago was playing a salary. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have been fired last year. Right. Um, you mean L.A.'s playing salary? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Chicago is paying his salary for Still, LA right now. Well, maybe last year, but like, yeah. yeah. yeah but no, like, you, resi- you know, you got resigned this year. After, no, after, no after, no, after this past year, he got resigned for one year. They decided to keep him. They, oh wait, no, they no, no, no. They, yeah, he was on his contract. They didn't fire him. Yeah. You're right. You're right. The, it was yeah. a contract. It was a very he, cheap this, contract, like one million or something. Right. And he agreed to it because Chicago was paying him like four or five million or so something. So he didn't have to worry about uh, where money. the money was coming from. Yeah. Um, I think he wants an extension. I don't think they want to give it to him. I think he's probably gone at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and I think there's. I think the chemistry issues are bigger than we realize. Yeah. Um, Del Negro doesn't want Andre Jordan around. You know, he talked about trading Kevin Garnett over Donald Sterling's, uh, behind Donald Sterling's back. So there's like some issues there. Um, this team, when they're having fun and they're like blowing people out, they're like, they love it. But when they face a little bit of adversity, they tend to like gripe and complain to each other. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to face a little bit of adversity against the Grizzlies. Um, you know, they're 3-1 and one against the Grizzlies this year in the regular season, so that's saying something. But I still think the Grizzlies will put it together. They're, they're going to, like, take it in seven. All right. Uh, I mean, it's a narrow margin. I think uh, Clippers will take, either it, way, yeah. take it in seven as well uh, for, for my – my side. Um, I do think also the Clippers winning seven games in a row towards the end of the season is pretty big. Even though those, some of the games they weren't they weren't meaningless because they were trying to get the you know the home court against the Grizzlies. Uh, I think a hot team is you can ride that for, I mean, for the, the first round. Were like in the same. Uh, they had uh, they were winning eight out of their last ten too. So they're yeah they're yeah not, they're not they're not I mean, nothing because, to sneeze at because right? like they ended up tied and they only had a one right. game lead over the. Right. So they they lost one more game than the Clippers right. have lost. And I think Bill Simmons being in the audience will be a big factor too. <laughs> well, they, oh yeah, uh, he's a season ticket holder, so but not uh, a fan. He's not. A, he will not say he's a fan ever. He'll cheer. He'll you'll see him on the well, he'll anytime. Blake Griffin like doing dunks. He'll like, scream like a little schoolgirl when he sees Blake Griffin dunk. Um, yeah. But he's not a fan. Uh, did I tell you I met him? Did you met Bill? I met him. Uh, yeah, 2008 NBA Finals, Game Six, when the Celtics beat. Is he like beat... four feet ten? No, he's <laughs> no, just kidding. No, he's, he's, he's probably tall. tall. Yeah, yeah. It's, w- it's when the Celtics beat your Lakers by 42 points. I was in the arena. Uh, I lost fifty dollars on that. Go with right. prize pick. I'm like, we're going to go to Game Seven if yeah. anything, and then we yeah. got like hammered. That was one of my uh, favorite nights in Boston. That was a good time. Um, so yeah, uh, so I guess we recapped all the series. Uh, yeah. We're gonna do a little predictions of our final four. I think we're, what we're gonna do for the future podcasts are as the series evolve. You know, next round we'll do predictions. But I kind of want to get where we'll be at. You know, a little ahead of time in the year two thousand, as Conan would, O'Brien would say. In the year two thousand. There it is. There <laughs> it is. Um, so uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who is going to be your final two? Who do you see playing? 
was that Pacers Heat? Pacers Heat. Wow, a lot of a lot of New York fans would not like no, that prediction like at all. But like, hey, half court's gonna kick you out of that bar, man. <laughs> Well, New I York mean, fans you know, it's, it's a toss-up. I mean, I think that it could be, it could be the Knicks, it could be the Pacers. Um, right. I I think in the postseason, defense tends to dominate more than offense, so I'm going with a better defensive team. Um, I don't think the Pacers and the Pacers have a much better chance of beating Miami. So right. I'd rather see that than the Knicks go in there and just get their like asses kicked. I think uh, I think that that's that's a pretty good prediction. I'm gonna go with um, the Nets winning. No, uh, <laughs> oh, wow, wow! No. no, you were mad at me for that. Thing. <laughs> you, would you, if I said Nets Pacers, you'd be like, right on. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't care about what happened. Like, <laughs> um, I totally forgot about that. No, I, I do think. Um, the Nets are uh, a year away from being a, a really, really good contender, and be, unfortunately, they're playing Miami, who was just a team that didn't have a Real and Rashard Lewis, Chris Anderson on their team last year. Yeah. I'm going to go with the, the Heat uh, on one side of the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go with the Knicks on the other side. I All think right. I think the Knicks beating the Celtics in seven games is going to test them, and then I think uh, it, the next series when they play the Pacers will be uh, a test they're ready for. You know, right. I think uh, Carmelo. It's finally going to say, "Hey, I got out of the first round more than once," and uh, <laughs> but when it comes down to it, LeBron over Carmelo definitely um, for that. But um, moving on to the Western Conference, uh, who's your final two there? I'm going to say Nuggets Thunder. Nuggets Thunder. Thunder's a sleeper pick. I like that pick. That's a good pick. The Oklahoma State Thunder is a sleeper pick. I mean, I mean, sorry, the Nuggets are. The <laughs> What am I saying? <laughs> I know. You're, you're like, like oh, yeah. I was looking at the Nuggets. <laughs> Under, okay. The Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, Nuggets. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the Spurs are too banged up. And they're going to, if they're not going to cough it up against the Lakers, they're probably cough it up against the, uh, against the Nuggets. I just don't trust the system. I think people are too, people think the system will get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. And it's having done it so far. I think there have been some great articles on Grantland and other places questioning um, a great blog that I like to read at Gothic Ginobili, which questioned um, whether there's too much faith in the system yeah. at this point, no. and that there's like this belief the system will like solve all the problems that the, the Spurs have. And it can work in the regular season, but in the playoffs, it's, different it, it's a different animal. And they've, for the last four years, at least, the system has failed them. And I don't see any reason why this year will be different, particularly since they're so injured. Right, right. Uh, it's hard to argue, but okay, we'll still pick. <laughs> yeah. You will still argue it. <laughs> I will still argue it. I will still pick the Spurs and the Thunder uh, for a rematch from last year. And the well, Western you can have my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think um, because uh, the Popovich factor, I just I don't know. I respect this guy so much. I met him. Maybe that's Wally why I don't know. Um, and he uh, he's just a, a great coach that can slow down any excellent offense, any excellent offense. As you saw with the Suns, you know he's beaten the, the Nuggets before. He's you know any any test of a, a great fast offense that like the Nuggets like to play. 
I think he, he can slow down the game. He doesn't. They don't need to be too crazy with their offense. And well, they'll be playing the Lakers. So I don't know. <laughs> well, you picked you picked the Lakers, Lakers anyway. Yeah. yeah so, so um, but I I picked the Spurs. So I think the Spurs uh, Thunder uh, will be an excellent excellent Western Conference rematch. Um, I'm gonna go now. We're gonna pick the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I got Miami winning. Um, I'll say in six games against the, the Knicks. Uh, I think it's it's just pre-written that LeBron's going to take his game up to a more ridiculous level than last year. Like a, when they were playing the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics, that game six to send it back to Miami uh, was phenomenal. He just mm-hmm. he didn't miss anything. He said. He's, he made the Boston crowd just be quiet the whole game. And and I remember one of my buddies actually went to that game. He was like, I wasted $130 on this ticket. And, but at the same time, that was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. You know, so I mean, I don't even know if LeBron needs to like raise his game the way he's playing right now. Right. Which is like bananas. So... I think he'll do it for the MSG crowd, though. Yeah, I mean, they'll and, definitely do it. And for I the think MSG on the crowd. other side of the bracket, it'll be the Thunder again to have a rematch. Mm-hmm. Though it'll be tighter, I, I do think it's going to be a little tighter. Um, if Scott Brooks just learns to like sit, stand, uh, Perkins, and like go <laughs> let him Baca, uh, yeah, Baca can match up against uh, Bosch, right? I mean, when they go small, right. you don't need per- like Perkins was brought in to stop Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, and. Uh, Andrew Bynum. Yeah. Well, it was, and, Bynum. And it, was Bynum. it was Bynum at the time because Bynum was Bynum the Lakers. Bynum was all right. Dwight Howard. Right. He was brought in to be the defensive presence because, like, they were like, "Oh, this is how they the were losing that, the Lakers." This is how they were losing. Yeah. Too. Right. No, that's true. And so, but like, but the the, the NBA has evolved. It's smaller. It's faster. A lot of a lot of cutting. A lot of movement. Yeah. Trying to get lay, uh, layups and the Miami at the cusp of that and. Perkins is part of that old, older style, and if he can't, if, if so, you gotta go small. Um, unless you, unless you're like gonna go all in on the big, yeah, right. Like yeah. that's the other way to go. But um, so, you, then, how many games do you think uh, it would be for Miami? Six to get to what to the final. Well, I mean, you're saying it's going to be a rematch of the Thunder. Oh, I, I, I'm excited about this because yeah. it's Larry Bird and Magic. It's our, Larry Bird and Magic of our years. Durant versus yeah, Magic. Uh, Durant versus LeBron. Sorry, um, and I think uh, I think LeBron has Durant's number, no matter what he just does. Uh, I, I mean, I just, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think the way to beat the Heat is to like. Whip it around on the perimeter and have three point shooting. So yeah. I think the Knicks are better prepared, better equipped to beat the Heat than the Thunder are. Um, you you sort of like make punish them for their aggressive D, mm-hmm. and you have to like crisp passing on the perimeter. Um, I just don't think the Thunder have the outside shooting. Yeah, to do it. Yeah. All right. Um, so how many games? Probably six. Six. So it's five. Well, five, it's five, yeah. it's five maybe six year. or seven. They could maybe push it to seven. I think. Well, since it's two, three, two, I could I could see it potentially going seven, but I'm going to pick six as well. Um, you just got to pick up one in Oklahoma City, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Once Miami just yeah, picks up one, is probably more likely than in the two, three, two format. Okay. Um, yeah. So that means that the Heat would be your 2013 champions. But, <laughs> but there's no shame losing to a champion, as hopefully 
I mean, hopefully we don't have to find out the Knicks or, and or the Nets. Hey, here, here's for the Nets Lakers. Yep, we would be all be drunk. Cancel, and like not, not cancel, here. cancel anything we just said a couple minutes ago. It's gonna be Nets Lakers, Lakers all, the way, all the way, all the way through. Let's toast to that one. All here. the way through. Let's clink some glasses. Clink, clink. Yep. Um, all right, guys. Uh, this has been fun. Um, we will be recapping games. Uh, we're gonna actually have a couple new guest co- hosts and a couple playoff consultants talking about other games around. Around the league, uh, throughout our podcast, we'll definitely be potting after each of the Nets games, but we'll we'll get recaps of other um, games and series throughout the year. And that and Napoleon Complex, Napoleon Complex, four and two, four and two. We're going for first place. If we win, uh, we'll get six and second two. place. We the six and no team uh, ahead of us. Darn it! It's okay. Yeah, it's a long there. season. It's a long, long season. Long we just got to the playoffs. Yeah. That's a new season. We'll be 0-0 zero zero in the playoffs. Just, <laughs> everyone's the same record in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a learning lesson right now. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that'll do it for this pod. Um, I'm sorry, you got anything else? No, man. Let's, uh, I'm excited. NBA. 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 USA. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And good night from Prospect Heights. And... Good night, Nets Nation. Let, let's go, Nets. In favor of Washington. Brooks the drive around Temple. There's the lob and jam. Marshawn Brooks to Chris Humphreys. Toledovich is in along with Joseph. What? Oh, my goodness. On it. Toledovich on a turnaround. It counts and a foul. Mirza Toledovich. Oh! Toko to the rim! Shen Galea! Every spot, legitimate. Blatch. Oh, excuse me! And Drake Blatch not even looking at the rim. Blatch. Baseline. Oh, my goodness. Up short on the floater. The Nets can take their first lead of the night. Oh, the Tokamonis! <laughs> oh, it's been Rejected by Shangalia! Toko with the toss out of bounds. We are tied at 98. Teletovic offers it up. It goes down. Mirza Teletovic from long range. Taylor, now a switch. Taylor with three. Taylor a jumper. Got it! A three! Tyshawn Taylor extends the next lead. Timeout Wizards. 22 seconds to play. Nets have one three straight against the Pacers. Lopez attacking the rim. Brooke Lopez doing it from the outside and doing it. On the inside, timeout Indiana. That's the difference in the decision-making process for Brook Lopez. Lopez has scored the last six points for the net. One-on-one with Hibbert, each with a foul. Lopez, oh, that is tough. Brook Lopez, how many centers in the NBA will make that shot? Williams into heavy traffic. Lopez, the jumper, he's got it. Brook Lopez is locked in. 
The cut by Lopez, and the floater goes. And Indiana cuts it to seven. Lopez against Hibbert, the jump shot. Big shot for Brooke Lopez, and he is scorching hot. 14 in the first quarter. I don't know that anybody's played the point guard position any better than Darren Williams since the All-Star break. He has just been spectacular. Deflected ball, Lowry hits the deck, trying to save it. Johnson steps in front. Lead feed, Williams slams it down. Darren Williams with the acceleration and the stuff. Rebound. 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 Rebound.